as we wait for an Aaron Rodgers trade, we are starting to piece together what is holding this trade up, where it could be going, what the Packers are asking for. Plus, we look at some trade down scenarios for Mock Draft Monday. All of that starts right now. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. We are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here at Mikowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter. Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter. Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Rich Cimini from ESPN had a report about the Packers and Rodgers Um, and their trade with the New York football Jets. And really the piece that sticks out is not his proposed trade because I think his proposed trade is ridiculous. We're going to talk about that in a second. It's his mention of the Joe Montana trade. Now, why are you bringing up a trade that happened 30, 40 years ago, 30 years ago? Um, Because the Packers brought it up. And I've heard a lot that there is no precedent for this Aaron Rodgers situation. I I probably have said that on this show. That's not quite right. The Joe Montana trade went down in 1992. In 1990, or after the 92 season. In the 90 season, Joe Montana was the MVP of the league. In 91, he missed the entire season with an elbow injury. And in 92, he missed all but one game of the season. Steve Young took over that team. It became clear it was Steve Young's team. And so you trade a future Hall of Famer who's still got some years left. And he proved that when he went to Kansas City, still played at a high level. Now, the contract is a little different, but the the most recent reporting from Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowler, was that the money is not really the problem, that that's been figured out. Now, okay, you know, Jets fans are going to push back and say, well, but it's a big problem. Well, it is and it isn't. And we're going we're gonna to get to that part of it. That Joe Montana trade was Joe Montana, a third round pick, and safety David Whitmore to the Chiefs for the Chiefs first. Now, why is this relevant? Because the 49ers clearly gave up Joe Montana and stuff. So it's not just Joe Montana for a first. But in that same report from Rich is this idea that part of the sticking point is this compensation piece of what happens if Rodgers plays in 2024. And the Jets want to be compensated if Rodgers doesn't play. And so if you're the Packers and you're bringing up this Montana trade, maybe you are willing to say, look, we're willing to give you a pick in this. But only in this in this scenario, 
And if we do in this scenario, then you don't get a discount on Aaron Rodgers. You can only build in the discount in one of these ways. Either the price in compensation reflects the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers' future. Or we give you this thing. That's the only way this works. Because what I'm not going to do if I'm the Packers is say, yes, not only will we give you Aaron Rodgers at a discount because he may only play a year, but then we will compensate you for that year if he only plays a year. No, no. No, no. Either you pay me for Aaron Rodgers what he is worth in a vacuum, and then I will compensate you if he leaves after a year and retires, which by the way, they can spread the money out after that and do all the things that the Packers could do this year. It's not that big a hindrance on the cap. And I think any of these billionaire owners like Woody Johnson is more than willing to pay $60 million to take one run at a Super Bowl, especially when all of that does not come on the cap in one year. Now, build this into what we know about the Yahoo report. Remember, we don't know what's going on here, but we know what has been reported. And the Yahoo report from Charles Robinson was that the Packers want straight picks. Straight cash, homie. They don't want these conditional picks. Not put these things together. What the Packers are saying is exactly what I am saying. It is, if you don't want to give up 13 this year, we get it, that's fine. Here, we'll take 42 and we'll take your 2024 first. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, we'll give you the third back. Straight picks. We have to know what we are getting in this deal before we are going to be comfortable giving you something as a hedge, as an insurance policy. The Packers cannot offer the discount twice. It can't be both in the compensation and in the backup plan. So what Rich uh, on ESPN suggests is a second this year, 42, and then a fourth, basically the Aaron Rodgers package, a fourth that could become a first, but only in the event that the Jets win the Super Bowl. That is a package that if the Packers were willing to accept it, this deal would be done already. It's just not good enough. And if the reporting from Charles Robinson is to be believed, that this is a second and then a future second that could become a first, and then this this you know, comeback compensation. And what the Packers want, and I have said this before on the show, is straight picks. Then what they are really saying is, it's a second this year, it's a future first. Now you can add some things to it, but it's gotta be relatively achievable things, much like the Carson Wentz was. Like if Aaron Rodgers plays 75% of snaps, it's a future first. Because that's reasonable. And I, I, I wanna bring this up for another reason. Because there is this, this, pushback that you get from Jets fans. Well, it's just one year. I went back and I looked, okay? And I used the Sports Info and Solutions total points metric because I, I really like that metric. It is a good way of looking at all of the value a player creates on his own. And what I found was, if you just take Aaron Rodgers in 2019, now, just 2019, 
So not 2020, not 2021, not like his all-time great seasons, just 2019 when he was good, not great. He created 133 total points. Go back to last year. That's more than Russell Wilson, Sam Darnold, Matt Ryan, and Carson Wentz created last season. So you say, okay, well, Sam Darnold was traded because he could be a, a project, a, a long-term solution, four or five years. Russell Wilson, four or five years. Matt Ryan, two, three years. Carson Wentz, four or five plus years. Good Aaron Rodgers is worth one, two, three, four. Guys, that's four years. Four single seasons for those guys. It's not my fault Sam Darnold didn't play the whole year. It's not my fault Matt Ryan didn't play the whole year. It's not my fault Carson Wentz didn't play the whole year. They sucked. But those guys were traded for real, valuable draft capital because they could produce for multiple seasons. Well, those guys, multiple seasons of those guys is actually worth less than one year of Aaron Rodgers, which is exactly why, which is exactly why the Packers have to hold firm on this. They have to hold firm on this. If it's a second this year and a second next year, then there's no picks coming back. Can't be. Because you're building in the discount. You're building in the uncertainty discount. A second and a second, uh, no. That's basically the Carson Wentz deal. If you discount the future first, it's a little better because the Carson Wentz was a third and then a future first. No. No. You can't get less than one of those bums because it's Aaron Rodgers, one year of Aaron Rodgers. And if you're the Jets, you have to think you're getting at least 2019 Aaron Rodgers. I Look, I get it when Jets fans say, oh yeah, but you've been saying X, Y, and Z. Yes, I have. But if you're the Jets, you only make this trade if you think you're getting that version of Aaron Rodgers. Because if you don't think you're getting that version of Aaron Rodgers, then you should have signed Derek Carr or you should have signed Jimmy G. Because those guys, 2022 Aaron Rodgers is not better materially than Jimmy G or Derek Carr. Now, probably a better a better shot at staying healthy than Jimmy Garoppolo. And maybe maybe just a little better than Derek Carr, but it's it's pretty close and you don't have to give up assets. You just have to pay the money. That would have been the better move. So clearly the Jets think there is real value that Rodgers can be that kind of field tilter or they wouldn't be this all in to get him. And, and one of the reasons why I, I continue to talk about this is because much like with the defense, and I understand, go back and listen to the podcasts I did before the season. I said, this defense should be good. They have the talent to be good. It doesn't mean they will be good, but we need to set the expectations because based on talent, we can only evaluate based on what we expected. Like if you're a bad team, but we expected you to be a bad team, then it's not really a bad season because we knew this was going to happen. No, we expected this defense to be better because it should have been better because it was talented enough to be better. It wasn't, so it was a disappointing season for the defense. The same is true of the offense. The same is true of Aaron Rodgers. The same is true of guys like A.J. Dillon and, and some of these other players on the offense. Big Bob Tunyon, who's not, who's not going to be there anymore. You have to get real value for this because Rodgers is worth it. Even me, someone who is, is dubious of, you know, the, the consistency that you get day in and day out from Aaron Rodgers and dubious of 
the leadership in some of those things. I've said on this show, I think Rodgers will go to New York and be, if he's healthy, awesome. So if that's the case, you have to get compensated. If you don't get properly compensated, if you don't beat some of these other trades, I get it, you're not going to get the Russell Wilson trade. But if you don't beat the Wentz trade, if you don't beat the Darnold trade, it is, it is bad for this front office. It is not a good look. And I think setting that expectation, whether or not this happens, is important. There is real value to one year of Aaron Rodgers. Being a Super Bowl contender for one year has both um, qualitative and quantitative value. There is, there is uh, a lot of esoteric value. There's fan goodwill value. There's so much value in it. Even if I think the Packers could potentially play well with Jordan Love and all those things. That's not, it's not a mutually exclusive in that way. All right, we're gonna do some mock draft Monday stuff. We haven't done enough mock draft Mondays as we've been waiting around for Aaron Rodgers to figure out when he's gonna go to New York. Before we do that, today's episode brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. And you think you can do this better than 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 Goody? Well, here's an app that'll let you prove it. You got to you have to try it. It's not as easy as you think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through the season and lead your team to glory to help build a dynasty. There's there's so many little details in here that you get to control. It is really a, a lot of fun and it's playable offline. Awesome. It is Something that where you can do more than just, okay, players, draft. Like, that's the normal stuff. No, no, coaches. Um, You get to do pro personnel. Scouts. Is your scouting team doing a good enough job? Are you making enough money so that you have a buffer when you need it for the salary cap? All that good stuff. It is all in the ultimate football GM. And Locked On Packers listeners get a 100% free boost. To their franchise when they use the promo code locked on in the game store. That's locked on. So make sure to check it out today. Ultimate-GM.com or look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-GM.com. Ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. So we've talked about trade ups. We've talked about trade downs. And we've talked about the must pick guys. And, um, you know, this idea that, okay, if, if these, if this group of, of players are there, go get them, you have to trade them. I'm not in love with the options otherwise. And so if Paris Johnson, and that's the offensive lineman, I think that for the Packers, maybe Pete Skaronsky and Jackson Smith, the Jigba, those are the guys that you really want. And if you want to trade up to get them, go nuts. If they're there at 15, Absolutely take them. If they're not, what do you do? And the guy that I would love for Green Bay is Dalton Kincaid with the understanding that you do not take tight ends in the first round. I get it. You don't do it. It doesn't work out. And this is the perfect draft to not do it because you can get so much value for it on day two. Why not both? Why not both? Because you're going to have extra picks. And if you trade down, you get even more extra picks. And so here's here's where I think this makes sense. So you're sitting there at 15 
and Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid are both on the board. I think both of those guys are first round players. I think Dalton Kincaid is clearly better, but I'd be happy with either of those players. They're different types, but for Green Bay, they fit a role. You want a, you want a true inline Y, that's Michael Mayer. You want um, you know, a joker tight end, a true move tight end, that's Dalton Kincaid. But you probably need both in this offense, and it would be great to have both in this offense. So what if, and, and at 15, if Dalton Kincaid works out between now and the draft and tests pretty well, okay, then that's cool. And the back checks out all that stuff because he's got this back injury that has me a little worried. And so at 15, like I need to be sure at 15, which is why JSN, Paris Johnson Jr., I'm sure on those guys in terms of talent, in terms of fit. Although I think, you know, Paris, there still could be some, some things you might quibble with. Upside, offensive line. You, if you're going to take an offensive lineman, you got to do it soon. But if they like Josh Nyman, okay, then it's JSN and no one else. And if he's gone and or you can't move up to get him, what's next? And you have to find some stability in the passing game. So what if you go from 15 to 19, the Bucks move up because they want to get a quarterback, let's say. Maybe someone like Will Levis is there in this mock. It, Levis wasn't available, but there's some buzz that Levis might fall. What if he's sitting there at 15? In this case, it's not really a Levis trade situation because if it were, you'd probably get a future first or something out of it. But I just thought, okay, the Bucks want to be aggressive. Um, they like Baker Mayfield, I guess. They want to go up and get their guy. They go up to 15. Packers drop down to 19 and they add 82. You get an extra third round pick. And then at 19, now you start to feel better about, about Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer. Because you probably have to knock Kincaid down a little if, if you have these medical questions. And then Michael Mayer, this is probably more in the range where you'd want to take him. You know, 20s is where I'd be more comfortable with him. Mostly because I just don't think there are that many guys worth taking at 15. So now you can add picks. I get 82. I get another top 100 pick. I get another dart throw in a draft where the draft is strongest from 30 to 80 or 85. You know, it's really day two is where this class is the, is the strongest. And so now I, I sit there at 42. I get 42 in the Rodgers trade, let's say. And I have a little luxury pick. And I think someone, someone like the pass rusher from Northwestern at a like that's that's great value because he can play five tech he can play on the edge yeah it's it's a projection but you don't need him to go right away just take the absolute outlier athlete and figure it out later now i have 45 why not take another tight end why not why not why not go and and the packers have a history of this go back to 2018 in the 2018 draft, they took Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson, two very different type corners. Jair, he is someone who has man cover skills, smaller, twitchy ball skills. Josh Jackson, bigger, physical, off coverage, zone corner, ball skills. They're different type players. Some similarities, but different type Players, look at that that receiver draft. Jamon Moore, Equinemius St. Brown, and MVS could not have been more different players. They're all tall and fast, but very different 
skill sets specifically. Go back to 2014. I know that was Ted Thompson, but Brian Gutekinds is in that front office. Devontae Adams, Jared Aberderis, Jeff Janis. Very different types of players. Even this last draft, the Packers take three offensive linemen. Very different players. It's great to have that diversity of skill set. So you get it, you get your true move tight end in Dalton Kincaid, and then you get a guy in Luke Musgrave. I know it's a projection. He's not a great blocker now, but has the frame for it, has the upside, has the physicality. You might get a true Y tight end there. And if not, one of these guys has an opportunity to be a meaningful pass catcher, maybe not this year, but next year in your offense. And now you still have extra picks. I've got an extra third round pick at 78. I get Jamie Johnson, Jamie Robinson, excuse me, the safety from Florida State who just had a top 30 visit with the Packers, by the way, one of the best tackling safeties in college football last year. The Packers want to improve in that back end and they need someone who can tackle. So there you go. You get that guy. He's undersized. He didn't test great. But they they need, need, need a reliable player in the back end. He plays some in the slot. He plays some deep. He gives you a lot of flexibility in this defense. If you're going to pick an outlier, pick someone who has one of those, even undersized, one of those elite traits, and that is tackling. He is an elite tackler. And then at 82, a little bit under the radar guy, but Jacob Morley, who has been, been scouting the receivers um, on Packers Twitter, and I'm sure for the, the draft guide, um, Michael Wilson from Stanford is a Packers type. Blocks, has the athletic profile you look for, or oh, the, that the Packers look for. And while he's not probably going to come in and, and carry your offense, that's okay. Because if everything goes to plan, you have the guys that are going to carry your offense. It's going to be Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Get another athlete in here, give him an opportunity, and maybe let him fill some of that Lazard role stuff. Possession type, although I think that you know he's got more athletic ability than that. So trading down in a draft like this where you're getting another pick anyway. Like I don't love 15. Same reason I'm I'm like... I think swapping, some people have gotten a little obsessed with swapping 15 and 13. I like it because you get to jump the Patriots and potentially get Jackson Smith and the Jigba, but I'm also willing to give up a third to go get JSN because he's the one guy I feel really good about it. But if I can trade back, I'm getting 42 or 43, doesn't matter. And I get to add another day two pick. I am going to be so happy if I'm the Packers. All right, thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Go make your second listen, Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Crabb and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I am going to um, rerun my interview with Gary Anderson this week, um, former Utah State coach, was Jordan Love's coach. We are going to push out a lot of Jordan Love content this offseason. I think it is a, a good thing to kind of reintroduce Jordan Love to Packers fans and, re and remind them, hey, this guy's incredibly gifted. There's so much talent here. This is what the Packers were looking at when they got him. This is the player that they're getting. This is the prospect that he was, all that stuff. I think it is a great opportunity to kind of hit reset on all that and, and dig into. I, I, I've done so much Jordan Love content over the years. 
that we get to dig into the archives a little bit, break some of that stuff back out, and then and then dig in again. How he's improved, all that kind of stuff. So follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And when we get a trade, we will go live on YouTube, whenever that is. But follow us on YouTube so you can stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>